At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Live from Estopanol-In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I'm Zach. And I'm Benton. And we're here to talk about some soccer this week, Benton. Because we're here yeah. to talk about soccer every week. And I'm eager to talk about the soccer this time because it wasn't totally trash. It was not nearly as depressing as in weeks past. It's, it's always good to get a two-win week. Very good day. But before we get into the soccer stuff, Ben... What are you into this week? I'm a boring person. Soccer is a lot of my life, particularly this time of year. <laughs> Do that, working, watching a, watching Dota, my free time on Twitch. Um, you know, obviously with the events that unfolded and, and Louisville a little politically oriented, uh, kind of wanting some refor- reform on the uh, on the gun front. So that's kind of this week. The podcast mind. is into gun reform. Yeah, kind of need it. And yeah, this, the the fact that you can keep reposting that same Onion article over and over again. I about to say, like, I, I Louisville finally made it onto the Onion this week. I mean, it's it's the same cry, article, cry just me. changing the city. So um, that's kind of been top of mind for me. So nothing fun as far as what I'm into. Just kind of getting about things. But Zach, do you have something more fun to bring to the table than me? Ah, yes. So we've been uh I am I'm into music this week. Uh we've been doing I've been doing a lot of work around the house. I've been doing some painting and and hanging stuff, so I've had music on while I've been working. I this week I'm into John Spencer Blues uh Blues Explosion, which is it's a band that I feel like I've known it's one of those bands because it's a type of music that I listen to a lot. It's like I've heard them and I've always liked them, but I've never actually made a point to like sit down and listen to them 
specifically. They've always just been a band that's sort of been around. I have been playing through their back catalog this week, and that has been really fun. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Baby Driver, but mm-hmm. they have a song featured pretty prominently that Bell Bottoms and Baby Driver. I think it's the I think it's the opening to the movie. Uh, it's been they're kind of like since I've seen it. <laughs> they're like I I hate to say this because it's a band that came after them, but they're like the Black Keys if Elvis sang for them. So I'm enjoying that. I also <laughs> I found a song I really enjoyed. Uh, Benton knows this because I sent it to him. Hal Dottie, who's a local, he hosts a like a weekly show on WFPK. He has a song called Louisville about all the different neighborhoods in Louisville, and it's really great. And he (laughs) throws a lot of shade at St. Matthew's, which I'm always for. I didn't know what it was. You just sent it to me. All right, let's check this out. And Yeah, the St. Matthew slander. Oh, goodness. Coming after me. Don't care for St. Matthew's. It was funny. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? (laughs) Yeah, he's great. On, uh, I always enjoy on Monday nights after our over 30 soccer league games, his show is always what is on, on my drive home. And it's uh, uh big Hal and possum. He's got a possum co-host and they're always, they have lots of skits in between the songs and it's always like a cool eclectic song mix and the skits are always hilarious. So I always I I really enjoy that on my commute home from getting beat at soccer every week. I listen to that station a lot. I've never actually run into that though. Yeah. I think it's Mondays from ten to eleven. Flip that over after our next big L. <laughs> I feel like we play bad. It's just the scoreline doesn't reflect it. We say that a lot. Maybe we are bad. I think I think we might not be very good, but do you know who, we, do you know who is fun. very good? Louisville City Soccer Club. We're, we're good again. We're back, baby. I've changed the team name. It's Soccer Club now. Man. We got some wins this week. We did we, uh, much need it. We started much, off much the week it. on a with a Wednesday night U.S. Open Cup game. Uh, a 1-over win. A 1-0 win against our new in-state rivals, Lexington SC. How do you feel about that game? I I thought, all things considered, I thought the defense played really well. It was a solid win. Against a League One team, I probably would have liked to see them dominate a little more than they did. I think it was closer than, than I would have been comfortable with. But after the last two weeks, any win is his welcome. Before we dive into the match itself, I want to get your thoughts on calling it a a rivalry for a team that we're just now meeting for the first time. And if it is a rivalry, the name of said rivalry, what are your thoughts in that domain? Uh, Well, I do know that Devin Kerr was trying real hard to make the Kentucky Derby a thing. Which I, just as a turn of phrase, I do like that. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to call anybody a rival who has existed for three games. Uh, I am I am happy that there is a Lexington team, and I do think just <laughs> Louisville and Lexington have much more history than a lot of other places as far as rivalries goes, just as cities. So I do think probably they get the they get the fast pass to rivalry status just on on location alone, but they gotta play a couple more games before I'm really feeling it. 
that's kind of where I'm at. I think that the, the proximity kind of gives it like an instant bump, I mean, if you will. Not just proximity, but I, I, I do think the city of Louisville, the cities of Louisville and Lexington kind of have a city rivalry with each other. Yeah. So I think, I, guess I think, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Because it's like <laughs> with Lipa FC, I don't really consider Indianapolis like a rival city <laughs> the way I would Lexington. I was just curious your, your, your thoughts on that one. I'm sure. Th- more things it's just will great to have up. some more soccer in the state. It really is, yeah. At best, I think it's like a, a friendly rivalry sort of thing going on. Use the air quotes oh, yeah. there. But they're gonna um, have to play a lot dirtier, and and the games are gonna have to be a lot closer for it to not be a friendly rivalry. Yeah, yeah. You, you need more than one, especially how that went. But to your question before, our or your statement before, I, I'm kind of with you. One nil win uh, feels a little soft for a League One team that. It's only in their third competitive match, but given our recent run of form, like that's that's what you need. It was like it was kind of like a stepping stone to to bigger and better things. Um, they just we, needed the right the ship, and I think the win yeah. was a step in that direction. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what they needed to accomplish there. I mean, there were some there were some good things about the match that we we largely kind of dominated the the run of play, and there were some not so great things. Is that I think we could have probably been. More dangerous. There were some performances that were uh, were a little underwhelming. I think uh, Enoch Matiti Musha Galusa. He owned his side of the pitch, but he wasn't like doing all that that much with it, or wasn't wasn't put, putting in good good crosses or, or making the most of his time on the ball, which is a little disappointing because you know he was feasting over there. He he was running all over that guy on that side. But um, do you think Dia had a great game? Yeah, Dia. Speaking of putting in crosses, Dia put in some great crosses that game. He always does really well in that in that in that regards. I'm a big fan of his. I think it was his cross that near the like thirtieth, thirty somethingth minute. Uh, I think it was him that put in a really great cross, and Harris just sort of flicked it on right at the bottom corner of the goal. Just an incredible touch on a header, and. Uh, uh, Kazi, the the keeper for Lexington, made just an absolutely magnificent magnificent save. That really should have been a goal. Yeah, they really put him to work there. Um, and I also just forgot that there was another real close opportunity. I'll say it was a little later into the match. Matiti had a wide open shot on Sky goal. Did. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was put that one that up was, there. And with it being the open cup. Like that was one of those things. Like, oh crap, are we gonna go to extra time or penalties because and we, we an almost did. like that? <laughs> like that was that what's made that stressful. You know, it's one thing if you you drop points, or it's a whole nother thing as if you're putting your entire uh, or tournament hopes up in the air for something like that. So, like, yikes. We were a, a header off of the goal line away from that mattering a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very end there, that was wow. That was. That was very scary. As as close as they get. Yeah, I mean, I think in in some regards, both teams kind of won in a way. You know, Lexington was always going to be facing a huge uphill battle for them to do as well as they did against us. They made a game like, out of it, which I think. Yeah. If if I'm it, Lexington, that's what I'm hoping for. You di- you didn't get blown out. You you kept it close. I mean, some of these numbers weren't close, like their XG. Like they create it 0.14. That's not very close. But again, they kept the score line close. They were weathering a storm for a lot of the match. Like you got to look at that and be a little proud. Um, I did think it was funny in the 
in the press conferences afterwards of their coach kind of made I made some sort of remark that he thought that his player slipped into um into our player where that that was the foul that that led to the free kick that our goal and he was he was trying to say that wasn't a foul like come on guy like just just take the win you got here you know the fact that you guys well, kept it competitive no, so he slipped and then he got up and tried to clear the ball and kicked <laughs> our player instead so the slip was related to the foul but he did not slip into him he he slipped and then tried to make a quick get up and clear the ball yeah. and that was when the foul was committed yeah, which is a different was, thing. That's not quite the same as slipping into a player. Yeah, but he, he was he was kind of saying in a way like, "Oh, I don't agree with that call." Kind of, <laughs> kind of way of going about it. And I'm like, "Come on, man, just like, just don't do that." <laughs> but no, um, I mean, all other things aside, like again, like they, they, I mean, they have to be pretty happy with things, like like for for not winning. It was yeah. a pretty good day for them and for us. If I like we were, I can't. They're not bad they're for, nice. for being like predominantly white. It, yeah. 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 Normally I'd be a little harsh on, but they're not that bad. Their home kits are pretty, pretty nice too. I don't have anything against them. Um, I'll, you know, I'll probably end up picking one up. I have a lot of ties back to, to Lexington. So a lot of love there and I'll, I'll be rooting them on as long as it doesn't interfere with my Louisville interest. Um, but yeah, they got a, they got a good setup there. And um, as far as our team goes and our performance on there, if we came into that match, kind of in our normal expected form, it'd be pretty disappointing. We maybe would poke some more holes in this match. But the fact that uh, the last two matches that we had before that, like, well, we'll, take, mean, we'll take that one no win. Like, especially, we'll, we'll absolutely be all right with that. Especially after that Sacramento game, to have, yeah, a, yeah. To have the defense look as good as it did. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a big positive. Yeah, so there's a lot less complaining than there might otherwise would be about this. You know, they got the job done. That's the important thing. Back on winning track, you know, hopefully helps with the the, the mentals and, and whatnot. But I'm, you know, so all in all, relatively pleased. Yeah, hopefully I would like, uh, because we do the regional draws for the Open Cup, hopefully this is a regular matchup because I do like, I do like getting an actual competitive game against them most seasons rather than yeah. just a friendly I would, but at the same time, I don't want the Open Cup to be the same matches every year. You know what I mean? I know it's going to be regionally weighted. Yeah. I just mean but... because they're a team that we don't get a competitive game with in oh, the I season. Agree. It, it, it's it's nice anytime we get an Open Cup game with them. Right, right. I just don't want the Open Cup to be every year. Oh, every year is round one like Lexington. Like that would that would take away from the competition itself. But yes, I would like the idea of being able to play Lexington's more regularly. If, if we ever get a USL Cup that would maybe be a, another opportunity to play them in an actual competitive game. So. I really hope that's uh, I hope that's in the cards one day. I, I feel like I that's would, probably I ways off. That. I hear rumors. I hear rumors Which, that, that they're working on. a lot on of rumors. It. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when that comes to fruition. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, we're moving on. We got Tosh goal, Hulk goal. Those, it's yeah. always a good game when we get a Hulk goal. Yeah, I mean – it's not very inspiring for your your offensive production if if it's your defender having to put one in on a set piece. But again, yeah, at the end of the day, piece, that, that's just... when your defender should be putting them in. I know, but I'm just saying in general, that was the only way that we could score in that one. Yeah. We had other opportunities that didn't make it. But again, like and all things considered, like you know what, that's fine. We got our win. Let's move on. We're we're feeling happier again. We're we're moving on past those other matches. But yeah, good on Tosh. Always love seeing him in the scoring. Speaking of moving on. We got a big one next round in the Open Cup. 
It's back, baby. Oh, yeah. The Dirty River Derby's back on. And I'm kind of excited that it is up in their stadium. I like the idea of us being the underdog, the smaller team going into their house and and maybe causing some problems. That seems kind it's of fun to me. It's more fun it's... to beat them in Cincy, although I, I would have rather <laughs> rather had it at home. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more convenient and would have been just kind of better all around to have it at home. It feels but better I'm to win in Cincy than than here. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing the silver lining of being the away team, and it man, it's you know personally, it's easy on me. I'll just you know I'm going to go and I'll stay up with my parents and whatnot. So I'm I'm absolutely going to be there. Um, there Cincinnati's. I don't I don't really follow year, like fake upper league soccer. Do, are they do they still suck? Are they still terrible? No, they're actually really good. Okay, they're one of the um probably one of the top teams in the uh, in the MLS. It's still pretty early. Season just started. They got lots of time to to lose. Yeah, but no, I think they've actually put something pretty pretty reasonable together. It's taken some time, but we'll see how it goes. You know, anybody can win in this competition. <laughs> Depends on what they feel, how you know how we are. You know, we could be back to our 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 winning ways, back into a full groove of things by then. Yeah, you know. Plus, with the MLS teams, it's you never know what lineup you're going to get in the Open Cup. Yeah, and all you want in these Open Cups, you just want a chance to slay some giants. Yeah. That's the nice thing about being the the smaller team in this in this competition or in these in these sort of matches is that you lose. Well, you were supposed to. If you win, you slayed a giant. Like that feels good, especially a rival. So, they, I mean, it's all it's it's all on them. It's all on Cincinnati. They have everything to lose in this one. And that's a nice feeling. Yep. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. I hope there's a nice travel contingent. It's too bad a match like that can't happen on a weekend, but such is the Open Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it's cup games are for weeknights. I get, yeah. I get that. You just want, you just want that place rocking, and like you want, you want to be able to full, bring a full contingent of people. Yeah, but I'm sure that there. I be think others we, I myself. think we'll travel well. It's not far. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think there will be people there. So excited to see the turnout. Excited to see that I mean, match. We brought a pretty big contingent to Chicago, and that's much further. <laughs> so. Was that on a week? Uh, was that on a weekday as well? That was. I don't remember. Was... Like, I remember making a full day of it. I don't remember having to take off work. I'll have to actually look that up. It feels like. Oh, it was did a you weekend. go to that? Yeah, I went to that. Oh, one. cool. I, I, they I did remember... the bus. They they chartered the buses for that one, so we we took a took our free bus ride. Uh, I wasn't I... as involved of a fan at that point, but um, I did I did watch it. On, yeah, like, I mean, Louisville City filled like a, a whole section. There, there may have actually been more Louisville City fans there than Chicago fans for that game. Because that's when they play back at Toyota Field, like up in like Bridgeview. Uh, yeah, 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 like north of the actual city. It was middle of nowhere because we got there several hours before the game. I was like kind of wanting to walk around Chicago a little bit. And then I was like, oh, there is there is no walking to anything here. We are in oh, yeah. uh, a concrete ocean in the there's middle a, of nowhere. <laughs> there's a reason they moved back to Soldier Field, like in the city proper. I would have much rather gone to an away game at Soldier Field because you can walk to stuff from there like a real city. Yeah. So if we get them again, that's where it will be. But yeah, they've since moved on from there. But now yeah, not a great location. That's uh, That was very much an MLS 1.0 sort of build yeah you know had to be in the outskirts wasn't the greatest flashiest stadium <laughs> gave me uh red bull arena vibes location wise 
Oh Maybe not as bad, but, but pretty close. At least it has stuff around uh, the Red Bull Stadium or stuff is more accessible, but it's pretty grimy and like just very cliche like New Jersey there. Yeah. <laughs> I will never not rag on the Red Bulls Stadium. <laughs> it was the it was like the kind of like the crown it's jewel. It's terrible, of the fleet but at least it's always empty. Yeah. It it was at one point they're they're like nice stadium. That was again very like early days. I mean the stadium itself is nice, but nothing else about it is good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, nothing else. All right. Well, I think I think that covers the Open Cup. I think we're both looking forward to the next round. Absolutely. Why don't we take a little break, and then we'll cover the Detroit game. Catch you on the flip side. This is Jacob Lane, host of From the Pink Seats podcast, and I invite you to tune in each week to the show as myself, Vincent Lococo, and Matt McGavick dive into the storylines, news, and happenings around the Louisville football program. Nowhere else in the city will you find coverage like you will on From the Pink Seats podcast, from recruiting to coaching moves to stories to breaking news. All of it is covered from top to bottom here on From the Pink Seats podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod and be sure to subscribe and rate and review the podcast anywhere you get your shows from. Go Cards! Welcome back to Vamos Morados. You need to, to buy whatever stuff you were just advertised or listen to whatever podcast so we can continue to bring you some good soccer content. Benton. Support those that support us. <laughs> we didn't just... Little City didn't just beat a uh, League One team this week. Also won a, a league match. And it felt like forever, even though it had only been two weeks. Yeah, standards we are, Detroit. Standards are high around here, and I, Detroit, like, they're. I just can't. I can't get over how annoying some of their fans are online. So, like, man, good to I be were, in Detroit. Speaking yeah, of I'm teams, like, very quickly earning that rivalry stat- status. I, I get up for the Detroit game. Yeah, that's oh my god. We have to beat these losers. Like, come on, like. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear them if they beat us at home. Like how terrible would that mustaches be? Mustaches and they'll do chance at us if they win, which that's uh-huh. good. I like teams that bring people to away games and we'll do tra- chance and stuff. They didn't bring as many people as I thought they would. To be completely it was, honest, it was a little disappointing compared to previous matches. I feel like they brought more people before. It's not a quick car trip from <laughs> here from Detroit though. Yeah, but I thought part of their MO is how passionate they were and whatnot. So I was expecting that to be a little heavier. Well, the, the team front. sold out and moved to a different league, so they probably lost them some cool points. Oh. I, they're not they're independent just, anymore. They're just. They're no, I think the USL teams are pretty independent. I think that's like the best of both worlds. It's a league yeah. that's not always on the cusp of collapsing. <laughs> No, I agree. The, I agree. The, teams, just... the teams get to do their own thing for the most part. Yeah. Well, whatever. It was our last. It was a three o'clock game, which I, I like that. There's some of those in the schedule. I think it's the last one, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, 
I do enjoy. I really like the three o'clock games. Daytime game, yeah. And I took advantage of that opportunity. And my uh, my nephew came down the match, which we ran at, ran into one another towards the yep. end of that. We were both stuck on the playground in the second half. <laughs> yeah, we had to let the little ones uh, run around a bit. But yeah, so my dad got to taking his first match. Uh, my little nephew Pete did, and then my brother, who my brother had been to one match before. That was in Slugger in 2017, which was my very first match. So he hadn't got to take in the the new stadium and whatnot, but um, it was a good match for him. I was worried for a while that it was going to end as a nil-nil draw. I'm like, man, they came all this way just to see a, a tie, very like cliche soccer. I didn't grow up in a soccer family, so it's not like it doesn't resonate with them. Like they're, they're not going to appreciate the nuances uh, that a nil-nil draw could have. They're definitely back in form because that first half felt very familiar to anyone who's followed the team for the last oh, several yeah. years. That's about as exciting as it gets without actually scoring. Well, it, like you get that creeping pit in your stomach when they keep getting all those chances and they're not giving up any chances and they keep not hitting any of them. And you're like, are these going to haunt us? Are they going to dominate this entire first half and then lose this game? Which is, it's good to feel that again because they weren't even getting chances in those other games. <laughs> I got that feeling, but it wasn't until later. The first half, I wasn't as worried because I feel like Coach Cruz has a has a way of getting to the guys in the locker room and we see like a revamped team in the second half. Doesn't always work, obviously, but like, I feel like that was at least a thing very much last season. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was, there was a little, little concern yeah. about the, uh, My, the amount of chances that we're creating in the lack of scoring, especially what I think both Ombi and uh, Wilson Harris, both had kind of one-on-one opportunities that they yeah. weren't able to finish. But just in my soccer opinion, that's the much better problem to have of the, the two problems like getting making the chances and not finishing them. I think bodes much better for your long-term success than not getting the chances at all. <laughs> yeah. Now, which that is, the, uh... they addressed my main complaint from the first four games of the season, which is even in the wins, they were not really generating the volume of chances that they have in the past. And this, this game, they were back to that. Yeah. I was, I was going to call it something very similar. One thing that I was very much keeping track on was shots on target. We were near the bottom on for average shots on target per game, which is very unusual for this little city team. So, I mean, early on in the match, I'm like, man, we've already at least doubled our, our average. We ended up having seven shots on target, which we were at like 2.3 or something pretty low before that. So, and then, you know, and our even XG bigger percentage deal, also zero shots on target against. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had, they had pretty much nothing going offensively. We didn't even need a keeper that game. I only needed a keeper, but, <laughs> but we only had to work part-time. Overall, I mean, pretty pleased with the match. Again, you could complain that you'd wanted more of these, these converted opportunities, but the fact that they're creating them, like they're eventually going to go in. Like Wilson Harris hasn't had that much game time to start the season because he, uh, you know, he picked up that head injury at the end of the preseason kind of get him a little out of whack. You know, Brian Ombi's not always going to have an on night. You're going to have the off nights here and there. Um, and so gives everybody an, another opportunity to kind of create, get some shots on, on target. I thought Rasmus uh, Felsen did a good job in this one. I think he's looked real good all season. And yeah, he's been... He was... Neither of us had him picked as the impact pickup from the off season, but I would say through this first couple games of the season, he is, he is currently definitely biggest 
impact any of the new players have made. Yeah. Part of this, we just didn't know what to to expect from him. I was very excited from him. And and to be honest, he's been a little quieter than I've expected, but not like in a bad way. Like I thought like he'd be involved more directly in some assisting goals, but his contribution has been more kind of like in the Tyler Gibson sort of realm, like a like the pass before the pass kind of thing, helping yeah. control the play. The the things that don't necessarily he's been show getting up in forward the though. I, I, I yeah, feel like yeah, none yeah. of them have dropped for him yet but i feel like he's been involved in lots of good attacking sequences both for sure yeah i'm just saying like you just you just don't see what he's been doing on the stat sheet but it doesn't mean he's not doing anything you know what i mean like tyler gibson very much has that that problem he doesn't have numbers that really show how how good he is and how much he contributes i'm a big tyler gibson stand if you couldn't <laughs> couldn't tell <laughs> yeah i'm really hoping and it looks like he's shaping up to be able to fill that corbin bowl or Corbin Bone role for the team this season. But younger yeah, and, and can play more games. Yeah. And you know, I think Dylan Maris is kind of very much in that in that mold as well. Again, he's yeah. gotten he's gotten derailed a little bit with his uh with his thumb injury. But I'm sure you're gonna see him more intermixed. I, I just think we'll see it just in general a lot of rotation in that. Well we got to see but... him in both these games, which is encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Starting to very much get back in things and he's yeah, so far living up the he expectations. He started the Lexington edition. game. That's that's very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, and then got in um, later in the Detroit match. Help kind of see things out. Who's your player of the match for this one? I went with Jorge Gonzalez. I thought oh, that's a he good choice. he did a, he did a lot on the attack. Created he put a in lot. the work. Yeah he he was getting he was getting shots um good shots off. He got several shots on target. It was probably one of his sharper matches, honestly, that he that he's had in a while. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, has he's still it, cursed though. Doesn't goal. matter how yeah. many shots on target he gets. <laughs> yeah, but he they're was, all I mean, either he, getting blocked or hitting the posts. He was just kind of in general a problem for for Detroit's defense. Yeah. Very uh, much warmed up. I what went different. I went defensive with this one. I thought I thought Josh Winder was the player that matched for me. I think I saw the team posted 10 out of 10 duels won for the game, which is just a 100% win rate on duels. Uh, I thought he was getting forward a couple times. He was up and down the field. I think he had a, just a great overall game. Yeah, I mean, a yeah, very solid outing. There was a number of performances you could really highlight in that match. Pretty, pretty well-rounded outing yeah. for a lot of the guys. Any goalkeeper looked good, but I thought I thought Zimmel has been was solid in both games this week. Yeah, you just got to what I was going to say. We, have, we haven't called out that Oliver Semmel's kind of seem, seemingly taking over as, a, as goalkeeper number one. I mean, I guess it's kind of warranted after eight goals conceded. Not that all, all those or, or many of those were on Warren Morton, but seems like uh, Oliver's kind of got his foot well, in, I do think the, in the race the for The goalkeeping core has been dealing with some some injuries this season, I think. Yeah. So I mean, that could definitely be part know. of it, but... Yeah, <laughs> I just know the team's very excited about him. So if he's, I mean, if he continues to be a starter, like again, I, I wouldn't be terribly shocked. Yeah, I think he's looked real good. One thing we didn't call out in this Detroit match, we had 20 total shots, which is a pretty silly number compared to their see. nine. 20, 20 shots, 2.x, 2.8 expected goals, only 0.7 against. So I think, like I said, that's a vintage game. I, I would much rather... I feel more comfortable moving forward when we have a 
a game where we have a bunch of XG and and don't convert than like like we had that game uh early on where we had three goals but barely any expected goals because we just hit everything we shot and I was like yeah. I I don't know if that actually means a lot of stuff moving forward. I yeah. would rather see getting more chances. It feels and, more yeah. like a it feels more like a fluke when you when you score that many on that level of XG. It's like that's not a sustainable like long term thing. Yeah, keep it up all season. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, so. if anything, you play this game again, they sh- they'll have more goals if they played it played the same way again. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I'm happy. I think people are starting to feel a lot happier and better yeah. about the team situation. We got that. There's there's two games kind of out of our system. They're kind of starting to be forgotten a little bit. We can move on. Now we get to test those vibes out real quick. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, San Antonio is coming to town. That's going to be a big one. Like that's, those are not going to be easy points. Like I would, I mean, is my, are my expectations too low to say like, I would, I would feel okay if we got a draw at home. I mean, I think I'd be okay with the draw. They look good in the draw. Yeah, get, I mean, given I mean, San Antonio is a good team. They're they're definitely should be in the title conversation again for this season. Um, you know, all, all things considered, like you, I just no under normal circumstances at home, a draw wouldn't feel good, but a draw against them wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Obviously, I want to win, but. I, I, I'm I'm respecting the opposition and what they bring to the table. A little bit of a rematch from last season. This year, uh, we'll have our kind of a more four Arsenal players. Dare I say, po- possibly a pre-match for the championship this season? I mean, they're still looking real good. It very much could be. Yeah. Don't roll that out at all. So I'm interested to see how we how we do when we we kind of limped to the finish line last season. Well, also, I, don't, you... I just I don't think anybody feels great about that championship and how everything went down in that game. So I feel like a real opportunity to maybe avenge some show that San Antonio doesn't just have the team figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did kind of limp to the finish line. There were a lot of injuries and whatnot. I'm not, I'm not using that like as our excuses to why we lost. We very easily could have still lost um, anyway, but It'll feel a little bit better having the opportunity like to play with like a healthy Brian Ombi, for example. Tactically, San Antonio is a huge challenge for the team. Yes. And so I think because you worry, like, has the team figured or has the league figured the team out and can they counter the way Louisville plays? I think that's an every season concern. But I think San Antonio is the team, one of the team's best set up to be able to counter the way Louisville plays. And so Louisville plays a very good game against San Antonio. I think that says a lot about how we should expect the season to go. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a big test. And we just, we, we want to make sure we don't blow it like Sacramento, who again is another like very good opponent. That wasn't like, I don't want to say it wasn't a fluke, but that was a, that was an opponent we respect where, where the results could have gone either way. Obviously it went horribly wrong. Hope that same did thing doesn't see, happen here in San Antonio. Did you see Sacramento's shootout they played in the open cup last week and it wasn't even televised because they did that stupid picking the games ahead of time that were going to be on the stream. The whole, the whole open cup like streaming situation has been a hot mess. They played, it was one of those where they, the teams, both teams just kept scoring at the end of the game. It was tied and then a lead, then tied, and then a lead. I think it ended up five, four. 
shootout against a lower league team and uh didn't <laughs> no one could watch it had to be there to see it in person because of the dumb bleacher report deal they signed in 2023 you have to rely they on had all mouth. the team they had all the games on the espn plus last year it's a step backwards it absolutely is it's terrible i hate it i hate it i, I, I really don't feel like u.s soccer cares well, at that all about game the is, open cup that game is specifically why you can't pick the open cup games ahead of time because you never know what is going to be the big surprise yep. game. Uh, Cause they weren't even playing. That was a lower league team that they were playing. I don't think yeah. no one would have expected that would have been an exciting game like that ahead of time. It's why you imagine, have to film them all. Imagine having March madness, but you're only selectively showing some of the games. And you have to pick them ahead of time. Yeah. No, it just doesn't work. That's doesn't work. So dumb. Very dumb. They did so good last year, Benton. They had the goal cast. I love the goal cast. I was so looking forward to an expanded goal cast. And not only did we not get it expanded, we just took it away entirely. Your dreams are shattered. Every time I love something, it's taken away. You know, maybe they'll get it right next year. But yeah, this year has been kind of a big dud. <sighs> it was too exciting and it was taking views away from the league they care about. So they had to try to kill it. And yeah. well, it's the whole soccer ecosystem here gets me so triggered so dumb we shoot ourselves in the foot regularly <laughs> not we them yes i don't consider us soccer we that's their antagonist. We, like as in a as in a nation of of, of <laughs> soccer fans here yes put all of our eggs we in one the basket <sighs> whatever we the yes we the nation are constantly dropping the ball but in lots of ways in other news the um, the club has put on a um, a tactical session for season ticket holders, and I was got to be part of the the group that attended that. It was at the uh, the training grounds. Got in their a tour actual the, film room, right? Yeah, we, we first it was a tour of the facility, kind of got to check everything out, which is really cool. I'd seen a lot of it before, but I know a lot of the other people haven't seen I it. I noticed so they good. put a big screen on the back of the building facing the fields that that's new this year yeah i don't i still don't know what that's about i didn't get to ask about that but yeah there's some sort of big projector screen on there i don't know if it's just running ads when there's well, it's like a stadium going on or... screen i yeah, yeah I mean, that's I know pretty big. It, whenever if if the i mean the academy plays matches there and you've got the racing louisville usl side hopefully that's used for those games as a video board we'll see yeah We'll see. I know they had like the um, day actually. They had the uh, the talent like ID session for U.S. soccer there. So maybe they kind of use it within those contexts, yeah. like directing people or I don't know. Advertising. We can get live scores up there in our old man league. <laughs> I don't. Because it's hard for me to keep count. We get so many scored on us. It'd be nice to I, have a reference. I can't count that high. <laughs> I, but, ran um, of, I ran out of fingers most games. Yeah. But the no the, uh, the the tactical session thing was um was pretty cool you know again the tour of the facility and then we went to the fi actual film room where all the players go and watch that and they kind of ran through um some high level tactical stuff it wasn't like super in depth talking about the the philosophies of the club and how they go about training it so it was almost a way like a modified version of like their presentation that they would give to like parents of like the U um U eight through U twelve groups on what the team is, is trying to, or is, what the organization is trying to accomplish with that. And um, 
we had an opportunity to ask questions and whatnot. So, you know, if it's if 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 soccer tactics are not something that you're very comfortable with at all, like as a very good introduction, yeah, I, very I think probably, stuff. Yeah, I think I, I I knew principally kind of a lot what was going on there, but it's still cool to to see. And be able to hear it kind of intertwined with them talking about the just the kind of philosophies of the organization. And then also being able to ask questions and whatnot. So overall, it was a really kind of cool, worthwhile experience. And it sounded like they had a lot of people interested in doing it. So they're more likely than not going to be d- doing more sessions for season ticket holders. So, Very cool. I mean, if it sounds interesting, I think it's certainly worth your time. Who, to who go check did it out. the tactical presentation? Yeah, it was Kylie Polk. She, um, she was... Uh, former um uofl player she played with amina who now is a um a coach at the academy she does like the u8 through u12s the little ones um she also coaches at sacred heart huh does she and want I to come on the podcast involved... we can always ask her yeah. she's also involved with the um the uh the what's the the w league Forgot really the name can... for a second. Yep, I forgot she's the name of, too. That's why of... I called it the USL side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. She's part of that that coaching staff. So it was really cool also to hear from somebody who I've not really interacted with in in any capacity and kind of hear what she's doing. Cool. It was fun. It was a fun experience. It was cool. I'm glad I got to do that. And um, yeah. and I hope they continue to do that. Hopefully, I I get the real real draw next time. Yeah. So um, yeah, they weren't sure how it was going to be received or how it was going to go, but uh, but it went well. I think uh, everybody involved seemed pretty happy with it. Right. Uh, any other any other off the field goings on this week? Not really a lot of news this week from what I remember. It's no, injury was... season in the NWSL, which is always foreboding. We got yeah. a lot of high profile somebody... injuries. Yeah, I was gonna this say week. somebody just somebody went just went down. Who was that? Mowerly, formerly Pugue, now Swanson. Her Twitter handle is still Mal Pew, which is which throws me off. But yeah, Mal Swanson tore her patella tendon, which sounds brutal. It's the thing that's always sore in my knees, knees after soccer games. So that does not make me feel uh, good. From what I hear, that's like minimum six month injury, de- depending on how severe it is. Uh, probably safe to say she's probably out for the rest of the year. Which, man, the way she's been playing recently. She scored so many goals for the national team. Just she has dominated every game I've watched her in. So brutal. I feel so bad for her to to go out this close to the World Cup. Yeah, that's oh yeah, I forgot about the I I don't know why I forgot about forgot about the proximity of the the World Cup. Yeah, that's yeah. Especially that's the form she's been in. I mean yep. she's scored basically a goal per game this last year for the national team. So, ugh. and then this is kind of, I guess, relevant to, to racing with uh, with them. They're going to be playing um, Angel City coming up is I believe I saw that Simone Charlie also Simone had Charlie a, also just yep, had an injury season ending one as well. Yeah. So striker on their side out of action. Hate to see it. Hate it. Um, speaking of racing, how you feel about their upcoming match? Angel City. I feel good. They they. I feel like they matched up really well with Angel City last season. I think they went one and one, which <laughs> for first two years season or first two years racing, having a win against any team was good. So I think racing got a lot better this off season. I don't, I don't think Angel City really got better as much as racing did. So I, I think they should. I think I think it should be a good game. It's 
playing away at Los Angeles is always tough. They have a good atmosphere there, but I like their chances. I feel like we're starting to hit this point with racing where we can almost confidently say if we if we play our game and play up to our abilities that we can be able to get a result from that. I don't think we could we could say that in the past, but we're now I think we're at a, a level of competence and skill in which if if the team shows up, there's no reason why they can't get a, a result. Yeah. So I, I feel good. Uh I think <laughs> This is not uh, this is a new feeling for racing, but like they don't if they don't come away with a point, it's a little bit of a disappointment, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, with that. I think it's that, nice I think to feel that, that expectation is 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 at least a point out of that game. Yep, I, I agree with that one. I agree. And I think it's doable. Yep. Maybe that wasn't always the way in the past, but still, I mean, I'm still personally kind of feeling this team out as far as like where my confidence should be. It's yeah. been like it's been higher. But like cautiously so, like like I don't know fully what to expect. Now you're kind of we're kind of piecing it together. We're kind of getting a more clear idea of, of what this team is and what they're capable of. And I think it's living up so far to expectations. Yep. Still pretty early, but we'll see. Feels like they can ball this year, which is not a feeling I've had in yep. years past for them. Yeah. So we will uh, we will see if that can continue. Hopefully so. <laughs> Well, Ben, I think we've taken enough of the people's time. Yep. Covered a lot of ground and it was good today. You know, we didn't have to talk about any hard L's, about any masses of conceded goals. We didn't talk about any goals conceded, did we? Man. No. Feels good. Goal free this week. It's always good. It's well, yeah, always we should do this more often. Get two bagels. Keep this form going. But yeah, big one against San Antonio. Very, very eager to see that one. Um, I, I just I hope we get something out of it, and at bare minimum, like just look look good, look reasonable, look like we haven't like regressed backwards, you know. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening to us chat about these uh, these matches. Hopefully, when we tune back in, we'll be talking about three points for each of the teams, right? Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we get another two win week. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, anyway, thanks again. I've been betting. I'm Zach. And we will catch you guys next week. Vamos Morados. Bye, y'all.